It's all in the podcast. Moira and Big Trev show, that is. Unless we have to edit it out for legal reasons. 1029 Hot Tomato. Hey, Moisey. Yes, my friend. What's a code brown? <laughs> I didn't expect that in my news either. No. Um, so the story is, is that uh, Victoria... It's the worst name ever. I mean, really, <laughs> let's be honest. They've declared its first ever Code Brown. Oh. So that means that it's to relieve pressure on hospitals. Oh. It means that they can cancel their staff's leave to ensure adequate workforce is on hand and they can defer less urgent services. Oh. So it's all hands on deck when there's a Code Brown. Oh, Code Brown in my house is if I'm out in the ocean and I see a shark. Oh. Yeah, deploy the brown cloud. Mm. Swim. <laughs> Very different to the hospital situation. Uh, this can last up to weeks, so I hope it really is different. Depends how big the shark was, could last weeks as well. Um, later on, I'm going to throw it out to people out here. Mm. What would you say to your younger self? Ooh, That's you, next. Yeah. Oh, it is next. <laughs> oh, that's what the 3 p.m. means. Yeah, cool. Right. No worries. Off to a great start. Moira and Big Trev. Now, uh, what would you say to your younger self, Moisey, mm. if you had the chance to have a chat to yourself? <sighs> yeah. How old am I, How old's my younger self? Uh, your younger self, maybe 14, 13, maybe? I actually did this a couple of years ago and wrote a letter to my younger self, which yeah. was actually a really full-on experience. Yes. But one of the biggest things... Do not pick up that cigarette. Oh, okay. Definitely. Radio. And you're stronger than you think. Okay, cool. Yes. Well, I had a look around and uh, they went to an old folks home um, and they interviewed some people there about yeah. what would they say to their younger selves. They had John, who was 92. <laughs> he wrote down, enjoy every moment. Nice. Uh, Ruth, 87, always stay truthful. There was a lovely lady called Diana. Uh, she's 88. Never follow a man. <laughs> Uh, oh, I like her. Especially There's a when story it comes, there. comes to maps and GPS. <laughs> I know a shortcut, do you, dear? But my favourite was Dot, 82. Stay healthy, look after your body, get fresh air, and most importantly, don't get under the sheets until you're older. There is oh. plenty of time for that. Okay. Oh. Yep, she had a long life. <laughs> now, my, I'd say to myself, I yes. uh, appreciate the time you had with your grandparents. Because oh, yes. I used to spend a lot of time over my grandparents' house. Yeah. And I used to just sit there and while she was like, my grandma would rush around the kitchen. I wouldn't go in there and chill out with her. I'd always be running around the house and doing stuff. I wish yep. I'd spend a lot more time just sitting at the kitchen table. Yeah, and getting to know her. Yeah, just sitting there listening to her, just watching her would have been great. Yep. And also, most importantly, don't listen to that kid that tells you to ditch the rock over the fence while there's a soccer game on because you're going to get caught, you idiot. Does that happen to me? You threw a rock over a fence. Yes. Like they were playing a uh, seniors game. Well, there game. were people on a uh, seniors game. Yeah, and there was a fence there. I didn't think they could see me. I threw rocks over. Yeah. And then someone poked their head over and then it turned into me fixing up the soccer grounds for a good year and a half <laughs> oh, wow. when I was 13. Oh, my god! I had to put up all the goals. Do the lines, everything. For a whole year? Yeah, year and a half it was. Wow. A bit of an idiot. Yeah. So uh, I'm throwing it out there. What would you say to your younger self if you had the chance to do that right now? Rachel from Ormo, what did you want to tell yourself? So I've actually got four things. So oh. go easy on yourself. Uh, listen to your mum when she tells you you need to lose weight. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, honestly, because it's still an issue. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yep. Okay. Um, don't have that first drink at 15. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 
that was an issue for quite a while. Oh, right. okay. What's and, the last uh, one? Have kids early. How old were you when you had kids? I haven't yet. How old are you now, Rach? 35. Okay. All yep. right. And you just get that little inkling you've missed the boat. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. You've no. not missed the boat in the slightest. No. I didn't, uh, yeah. we, we didn't start having kids until I was, geez, 36. There you go. Yeah, so... Uh, I've blocked it out, mate, so I've got no <laughs> idea. No. <laughs> it was oh, yeah, I know the last one was a little bit of a downer, but, yeah, no, that's my advice is just have kids early. No, I think mine was only... Well, mine was only six years ago, so yeah. mine would have been when I was older than you. So don't worry. It'll all happen. Whatever's meant to happen will happen. Yeah. True. Very true. And if not, go and get a, a whole heap of dragonflies and put them in your room because they're a symbol of fertility and they have helped many people I know. <laughs> I'll just buy more dogs. Okay. Yeah, more dogs. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. Practice makes perfect. So. <laughs> Moira and Big Trev. Now, rapid antigen tests, they've kind of become currency, haven't they? Yes. A lot of people are struggling to find them. Uh, and also yesterday it was announced that there's going to be a watchdog now uh, receiving on average around 150 reports from consumers a day about the pricing of the rat tests. It's been as extreme as $500 for two tests. Wow. So because we all want them, they're out of stock, we can't get the stock in, uh, but retailers and places with excessive prices. So if there's stores and chains who are selling these for excessive prices could face fines up to $10 million. Yes. I was thinking 10000 No, let's go meals. Um, and also 10% of turnover per breach. Oh so they're trying to obviously take advantage of the situation. I mean, the same is it's the same with masks as well. A lot of the prices are going up for the things that we really need at the moment. But the rat tests are the hardest. Now, I have not even tried to find one at all because I haven't needed to because I've had no symptoms. But you struggled to find one. Yeah, we struggled to find one, and then I didn't think I was going to go to work. Lined up, did all that. You know, yeah. the what's the name where you drive through one. And then I'd have to wait for two days, but then we scored one from uh, my our pop. Yep. He had a neighbour across the road. He was dealing them. Yeah, <laughs> dealing them out yep. for like a thousand dollars. We got half of one. <laughs> it was used. It was used. <laughs> I stuck it up my son's nose, <laughs> and I came back negative. So yeah, I think it was all worth it. I think it really worked well. Yeah, it worked well. I do see people online when they're posting them and they've got multiple of them. I'm like, yeah. that's just like fanning cash, yeah. isn't it? It's like just standing there going, look at my Maserati. Yeah, and you've got like three or four rat tests. It's worth more than Bitcoin now. It pretty much <laughs> it yeah. is Bitcoin. Yeah. That is what it is. <laughs> Moira and Big Trev. The Ashes have finished. 4-0 mm-hmm. we won mm-hmm. and we loved it. I loved it. Did I love you? watching the Poms lose. Yeah. Absolutely love it. A lot of people would. Yes. Um, and then I jumped onto Steve Smith's Instagram just because I follow Steve Smith and Kawaja and all the other guys and, and Lion. And um, they were out having a drink at a pub, mm-hmm. just celebrating the day after. And across from them were the Barmy Army. Fantastic. Now, you're expecting the Barmy Army to just absolutely give it to them and get sucked into them, but it was all Awesome. Oh. All caught on uh, film. Yep. And looks like they were having a great time. They were singing and chanting. And there's no other better way to show good sportsmanship than in singing Sweet Caroline to the Australian <laughs> Aussie team.
they weren't mean. They weren't no. anything like that. They were just actually just singing. Yeah, they had a few under their belt. You had Labashay in there. You had Lion. You had Harris. All having the best time. Even Dave Warner was there, just all enjoying it, all jumping up, having a bit of a laugh. Yeah. And then the Barmy Army got into their big cheers. Yeah. And then they just joined in and it was fantastic. And I just thought that was just, that's why I like watching the Barmy Army and what yeah. they come up with. And then they have a drink with the Aussie team. Can I just ask one question? Though? Yes. Um, what would have happened if they won? Hmm. I don't think the Aussies would have sat there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they would have been inside. And the Barmy Army wouldn't be conscious. No. <laughs> Moira and Big Trev. So the tennis is on. Mm-hmm. And we've been listening to you, Moisey. Um, someone is. Yeah. And you're doing very well with some of the names, like uh, Lopez. That's an easy one. Uh, Johnson. Yeah. Thompson. Thompson. Mm-hmm. Stoza. Uh, Stoza, yeah, that's an old Barty. Yeah, Barty. Yeah. That's a good one. But then when it comes to the harder ones, like <laughs> Shapovalov. And you just say it quickly, mate, and you just hope for the best. Yeah. Everyone knows that in the newsroom. No one judges me anymore. Mm. They do make a, uh, they edit it all together and we listen to it at the Christmas party. But other than that, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Well, it gives us another idea. To oh, all right. Yep, okay. <laughs> well, we're going to uh, put both of you to the test of these <laughs> names now. Um, it's not going to do with pronunciation. It's going to, I'm going to have to go through that, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a spelling bee. Okay. Right. I'll give you a tennis player's name. You yep. only have to spell the last name. Just the last name. Okay. Oh, okay, cool, great. So okay. that'll that'll make things a bit easier, I feel. Okay. Not, not really, not at all. <laughs> um, we'll go one at a time, so let's kick it off. We'll start with you, Moisey, because okay. you are the professional. <laughs> okay. So um, this one's nice and easy one to kick things off, all right? Okay. Uh, the first is uh, ranked 114th in the world. Okay. Uh, one of the most top, one of the top ranked Australian tennis players. It yep. is Nick Kyrgios. Oh, come on. Spell Kyrgios. K-Y-R-I-O- <laughs> Kiri, Kiri. The last part is probably the easiest part to get to. Shut up. It's an S. K Y R O. Kiri. S. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's actually K Y R G I O S. That's what I got written down. Oh, did you? Yep. Well now done. it's your turn. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, we, we talked about this. Lopez. Be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But John Smith from the US. Oh, no, it's on. not. It's not. <laughs> G. You need to spell the last name of the great uh, world at number 30 um, women's tennis player, Veronica Kudamatova. Oh, my God. That. Kudamatova. 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 K-U-R-T-O-M-I-D-T-O-V. Are you just naming vowels and consonants like you're just doing random? Just, yeah, pretty much. That's wrong as well. Was I close? You guys are awful this. K-U... <laughs> You said K U what R? K U R. You said Kudamatova. Kud. No, but the D. Kudamatova. I'm a D. K U D E R. K U D M E T O V A. Okay. Unbelievable. I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you one more. Okay, then. You can buzz in if you think you're going to get it right. All right. So this is the winner goes the spoils. Okay. This is from the Netherlands. This is going to be so hard for you to say. Botic. Oh, that's first name. Oh. Oh. Last name is. Van der Van, oh god, <laughs> Van der Zanschlop. Van der Van der Zanschlop. Van Okay, I'm going with. Okay, here we go. V a n d e r z a n s h l o p. Oh my god, that is. Oh, that is so close. Is it, Trev? Do you want to try? And I will go with V a n d a z a n 
Schlop. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong as well. You guys are so close, though. V A N D E. Yeah. Z A N D S C H U L. Oh my oh. God, there's too many consonants. <laughs> Where's the schlop? Schlop. How do you spell the schlop? I don't know. You're going to have to take that up with the Netherlands. <laughs> too much vodka. I'm going to name this one Botek Random. You know, your life's not going to get any easier there, uh, no. Moisey, because Jordan Thompson, the easiest name to say. In the draw, he's just lost. Out, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. You should see who he's up against. Blender, <laughs> Blender, who's a housing? Moira and Big Trev. So it started off about a year and a half ago. I borrowed the hot tomato car because I was having. I was in between cars. Let's just say that. Yep. And it was slightly classier than catching the bus. Um, I like the bus. Well, it did have my face on the side of it, which was also quite awkward getting onto the bus. So you could have uh, said that's your bus. It's <laughs> my. Thank you, guys. Everybody, <laughs> just walk around and get money. <laughs> And then when you collect enough money, get a car. Yeah. So this morning, went out to come to work and went to turn the little key in the little car and there was nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Silent treatment. Silent treatment. And I was thinking, oh no. And I don't know, I always go, oh no, it's okay, I'll try it again. It must be okay. Like it just, or it goes, and then you go, no, that's just nothing. Don't worry about that. She's sleeping. I don't mean to wake you up, but I need to go to work. <laughs> so I did it again, and then there was just nothing at all. Oh. And the radio wasn't working. The wi- I tried to put the windows down, and they went, and stopped. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm outside my house. This is like the best place I could possibly break down. Didn't have far to walk. So I called my husband, Bully. <laughs> Something's wrong with the car. <laughs> And he had to come and jumpstart it, right? But how he actually did it, which was very cool. I was very impressed. He drove it up onto the pavement, up into like the actual, so it was sort of like next to a pavement area. Yeah. And the the right-hand side of the car is like the thoroughfare of where we live. So he couldn't pull it over so he could jump it because there was a tree in front of it. Yep. So he actually drove, mounted the pavement, came up the side and jumpstarted it that way. Oh, nice. I was very, very impressed. Wow. Very impressed. Didn't take out the fence? Well, I left then, so hopefully everything's okay at this stage. And the car is now working. And you still have two children. <laughs> but it got me thinking about the worst place on the Gold Coast I broke down. Now, remember, you know, in Bermuda Street, as you're heading towards Q Supercenter, for example, and there's that big, man- massive intersection with Narang Broad Beach Road. Yep. So you're there, and there's a little turn off to the left-hand side, which would be going towards Pacific Fair. Yeah. I had my car, my first car, which was an absolute bucket of bolts, and it broke down right in the merging lane, oh, right? Come on. So, and I didn't even know what to do. So I'm like trying to push it up on the side and there was no, no one was stopping. Yeah. No one was doing anything to help this mm-hmm. little blonde girl who no. was trying to figure out how to push her own car, which didn't work. I don't think I was part of RACQ as well, <laughs> which is great. And this guy turned up and actually just pushed it off the side of the road to for me, which over the other side of the road, someone was yelling, you're an idiot. And I was like, okay, great. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Paul. You. Thanks. <laughs> And that's when I met my husband. Yeah. We want to know where is the worst place on the Gold Coast that you could possibly break down. And Mandy, you're on the line. Where's the worst place you've broken down? Well, I think Ferry Road intersection with Queen Street up the hill Ooh, yep. is terrible. I actually stalled. I was learning to drive. My husband was teaching me late at night. And I was learning to drive a manual and I stalled it. Yep. And about three seconds later, a truck went flying through. Oh, so had I not stalled it. Wow. Oh, wow. 
wouldn't be around to tell the story. Oh, my God. Now, there was a, a very renowned driving instructor on the Gold Coast who would take you that way during your test. This is back in the yes. 90s, and he would make you do the hill start on the ferry road intersection where it comes with, with Queen Street because it's, it's a nasty one. And he was, he was yep. I don't know, he was just a really angry, angry, sad man. But no. let me tell you what, <laughs> I nailed it. So I'm happy with it. Good <laughs> on you, Mandy. Thank you. Thanks, Mandy. Hello, Zara. How are you? Good. How are you? Where's the worst place that you've broken down? Um, On the on-ramp at Smith Street on the M1. Oh, no. Like, just coming off of it in the emergency lane, it was not great. Busy, busy time. How long were you there for, Zara? Uh, about an hour and a half with an 18-month-old. Oh, RACQ tell you to stay strapped in the seat. So trying to keep an 18-month-old strapped in their car seat for nearly two hours, not great. Sounds like you're doing that right now as well, Zara. So. <laughs> Thanks, Zara. Yes, my eight-month-old is getting a bottle from the six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> what under the six-year-old? Thank you, Zara. Hello, Amber. Hello. Where is the worst place on the Gold Coast to break down? Well, I was on the M1 doing about 115 kilometres or so, and my Ooh. car decided to put itself into limp mode. I'm in the fourth lane and it's raining and my car just went down to like 40 k's. Had all these cars behind me and I'm like, I didn't know like what was going on. I'm trying to get from the fourth lane over into like the, to, to pull over. Yeah. yeah. And this car's just honking me and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Oh, it's so scary. And it was just teeming and down with rain. Did it actually like, did it speed itself back up or what? what's going on there? No. Like an electrical glitch from right. the rain. This is what the service department told me. So I'm doing 115. I just went like no acceleration, and it just went to like 40, oh and it wouldn't God. go any faster. Oh. And I felt like old Grandma Potts in like <laughs> I just couldn't change lanes with all in peak hour with all these cars going. Hey, what are you doing 40 k's for? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Awful. It's the car. <laughs> it's Herbie. Yeah, it's got a mind of its own. And then, you know, I, and I did the same thing. I called my husband. I said, this bloody car. <laughs> oh, it was awful. Was he I any still help? I had nightmares. He I, was I'm no traumatised by it. He was no He's help. probably no help whatsoever, was he? No, he wasn't. He said, turn the car on and off and, <laughs> and just wait a minute. Unplug it. <laughs> yeah, good idea. <laughs> like <No>. a computer. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks, IT helpline. Yeah. <laughs> Moira and Big Trev. COVID gets some bad press, I reckon, sometimes. <laughs> yes, oh, Last couple of years. Are you feeling sorry for it? Sometimes. <laughs> because, you know, I feel like it's getting picked on <laughs> quite a bit in the news. <laughs> but I want to say thanks, COVID, because well, there's some good news come out from the Australian, uh, Australian National University mm-hmm. has revealed some new research. The life expectancy of Australians has increased since the start of the COVID-19 Epidemic. How do they figure that? Please hold. I wrote all this down. Okay. Um, The study published in the International Journal of Mm. Epidemiology. Nice. Well done. And let's just, yeah, yeah, if you could, please. Yay! I got one right. Don't ask me to spell it. (laughs) It found that the average life expectancy, oh, I got that wrong. Expectancy. Yeah. I'm not going to stop. Just keep going. For Australians, <laughs> increased between 2019 and 2020 by 0.7 years for females and males. So they're saying with everything that's happening in the world and how crazy it's been in the last two years, 
we've got even more of this to look forward to. Yes. <laughs> right, okay. We get to stick around for a lot longer. Oh, fantastic. Yep, those Buckle up. Now, researchers said that this is partly due to COVID-19 lockdowns, Mm -hmm. protecting people from common infections and road deaths. Accidents. Totally. Yep. Well, that's exactly right. The traffic's never looked better than when no one's on there. (laughs) Haven't you just spoken about like five... Five accidents this afternoon. Well, clearly no one's listening to the, the <laughs> health directives and they've all headed out this afternoon. Well, the lockdowns are off Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, well, the lockdowns so. off. No, last year, it literally, when, when everything was locked down, yeah. it was so quiet, yeah. it was quieter than the Commonwealth Games. I know. It was, there were not that many accidents and everything else. So I do, I can see where they're saying that. And I didn't have an accident, which is great, because I used to drive around on the streets yeah. all the time and there was hardly Mate, anyone Mate, you out. weren't even at work for like four months. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's why. There's no scratches on my car because I was sitting at home playing Xbox. you were playing Xbox. Moira and Big Trev. This is a freshie sent to me only hours ago from one of the admins from the Gold Coast community page. It hasn't been posted. It's been shared with us so that we can share it with you. Nice. Here we go. How do you tell guests that they have overstayed their welcome? They moved in with us temporarily for four weeks, tops, they said. That was three months ago. They want to move to the coast permanently. We told them how difficult it was to find accommodation. They're making no effort to look for alternative accommodation. No effort at all. No applications. No looking at properties. And no plans to return to the empty house in New South Wales. Their kids fight with ours. Their dog chases our cat. And they do bare minimum to help. They haven't even washed their bedding. Hmm. And when the door to their room opens, the smell in there oh. is unbearable. How do I do this, Gold Coast? Thank you for your suggestions. You just tell them to leave. Really? Yeah. It's just as easy as that. If they're not really good friends, if they're good friends, they would have found something or like chipped in. How's that? Oh, they could say, okay, I'm going to stay with you for four weeks tops. Yeah. And then three months later, they're still living in your house. Yeah, I'd bring it up. But they've got a kids and a dog as well. Yeah, see, I'm sorry. So, didn't you say they got an empty house in New South? They've Wales? got an empty house in New South. Why don't you move to their house in New South Wales? Yeah, that makes it so much easier. Nah. Yeah, okay, doesn't bother sounds of it. They haven't washed the sheets. Or well, anything. yes, exactly. We want to know what you think. How do you tell guests that they have overstayed their welcome? Sarah, what do you reckon? Well, first off, you have a conversation, mm-hmm. and you have to do it as painful as it is. If they don't listen to that, you just basically start packing their stuff and open the door and go, "Come on, mate, come on." Yeah. And then you change the locks once they go out. Okay. All their stuff out the front. And the dog. And the kids. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry, but if you need a house and you've got children that you need to provide for, then you need to be actively looking and applying. Yeah. And don't. You don't just. You don't take advantage of kind people. Uh, that's exactly right, definitely. Yeah, see, well, I, I don't mind when mates come stay at my house because okay. my mates will, like, chip in money, they'll do the washing, they'll strip their beds wow. and everything, and they'll always hand in. They I can don't... come to my house at any stage <laughs> of the week and money. <laughs> I don't like staying over people's houses. Yeah. I get uncomfortable. I need my own space. I feel like I'm, like, in their road. Yeah. And I can't stay there. See, I used to do that even when I was a kid, and I'd go for, like, sleepovers with friends. In the middle of the night, I would freak out, yeah. and my parents would have to come and pick me up. Yeah. But when I, when <laughs> no. I was living... <laughs> What? Nerd. Nerd. I was homesick, all right? Can you come pick me? Yeah, she was 24. And I'd wet my pants. (laughs) Moira and Big Trev. So when you go to a local swimming pool, you only expect to walk away with a bit of sunburn, one less thong, or maybe someone else's towel. Yeah. 
Zane Wedding is a 40-year-old Maori who works for Greenpeace, and he took a dip in his local pool in Auckland. Right. He walked away with a lot more. Did he? He was blocked. He used some drops to try and clear it out. Still didn't work. Went to the doctors. Still didn't feel right. They said, might be water still blocked in your ear. Right, oh, okay. So he went home. Uh, they said, put a hairdryer in there. Head? Oh, okay, right. And then see if that dries it all out and mm-hmm. see what happens after that. Because mm-hmm. every time he used to get up and walk mm. around, he got dizzy, mm. couldn't lay down. Water was moving around in his eardrum whenever he was oh, move, wow. uh, walking, slowing down. I uh, tried all sorts of relief, like ear candles, jumping on one leg, chewing gum, <laughs> went for a run. <laughs> went for a run. Yeah. <laughs> in circles. <laughs> yeah, but still nothing. And then he booked in to see an ear, nose and throat specialist. And then they found out that in his ear was an insect <coughs> and not any type of insect. No. It was mm. a cockroach. Oh. So all that moving around in his ah. head was the cockroach probably doing laps yeah. because it was really hot from the head, so right? How do I get out of this place? Yeah. Why is it so hot in this swimming pool? <laughs> what is going on? I love the wax and everything, but it's just not my kind of thing. So oh. I want to know. What is the weirdest thing you've ever found stuck in you? Like, <laughs> be, be nice about it. Like your ear, your nose. The ear, your nose. That'll be it. Yeah, that's what we're so going stay with. stay away from okay, anything. Ear, nose. Okay. Anything else I don't want to hear? Oh. Yep. Until after six. Oh. <laughs> so still call, we'll just play it later? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we'll record it a little bit later. Might put it on the podcast. <laughs> Double five, <laughs> seven, one, one, oh, two, nine. What is the weird thing you had in you? Yeah. 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 In your ear? Yeah. Ear. Finish off that sentence, please. I'll did you, you did you see the image of the guy who had uh, he had like a really swollen lip and he he drank from like some can over like it was some weird country and he drank from this can and then oh, hang on. <laughs> <clears throat> there it is. And then it blew up, the top of his lip blew up. Yeah. And then they squeezed it because they thought it was like a, a pimple or something. And there was a worm oh. living in his top lip and it actually came out. And it came out of his lip, and it just slithered away. What and it was it was are. seriously like about ten centimeters so long. How would it have got in there? Because it was uh, there was some bacteria in the can or something like that. It's sort of growing in there. Oh. <laughs> Double five seven one one zero two nine. <laughs> the question is, what have you had? In you, <gasps> stuck in you. Yeah, ear nose. Yeah, uh, give us a call now. She's story. I think there's a guy called Brett who's trying to call through the most. Oh I'm scared. <laughs> so, a New Zealand Maori worker, 40 year old, uh, worked for Greenpeace, Zane Wedding, had something stuck in his ear after going for a swim. Mm-hmm. Went to the doctors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said there was just water stuck in his ears. Sent him home. They told him just to put a hairdryer in it. He'd done all the running around, trying to unblock it, you know, earwax candles. That's so annoying. Yes. Very annoying, especially when there's all movement in your ears and you think it was just the water. No, when he booked in to go see an ear, nose and throat specialist, they told him that he had a cockroach. (laughs) Swing him around, doing backstroke, and then died in his ear. It died? Yeah, died in his ear. Does that make it worse that it was dead? Probably. What would be worse if it was actually alive and just crawled out? What would have made it worse if the... Cockroach knew singing and was just singing and dancing and had a party in there. Uh, but uh, yeah, so found a cockroach. Crazy in his frog ear. over yeah. and over again. <laughs> 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 so 
So we uh, wanted to know what's the craziest thing that you've had stuck in you. Yes, uh, double <laughs> double five seven one one zero two nine uh, is the number. Let's go nose and ears, just yes, just to be. It sounded really weird when I said. Way you said that. Yeah. Yeah, it sounded painful. Sorry, guys. Brett, right. what did you have stuck in you, mate? Oh, you there, Brett? What did you have stuck in you, mate? You're talking about your face and all that type of stuff, and I didn't think mine would be that interesting. I remember when I was a kid, I was driving through the bush, and I actually didn't even feel it, and we all just, like, stopped and we're just sitting around. I actually had this stick through my leg. I didn't even feel it. What I didn't the? even feel it. How did you not yep. feel that? But no idea. I still got the scar on my leg. It's gone. It's sort of like hit my my bone and oh. it pivoted out. And it's literally it was like an old mate that's got a bone through his nose type thing. <laughs> um, and that was that was my leg. Yeah. Oh my god. <sighs> so to what you you saw it and then what went to straight to the hospital or just sat there and just kept. No, going? literally we just sort of like. Pulled it out. Oh, and, oh mate! And, and then just wrapped it up, and yeah, that was that was the good old days, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. good old days. Yeah. Good old days. Uh, Do your own surgery. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, pulled it out. <laughs> <laughs> Moira and Big Trev. One of my favourite hobbies is going to the movies mm-hmm. and, you know, just losing myself, going there without the kids sometimes and breezy or sometimes we have a date night. Mm-hmm. And I learn lots of things every day. Now, a few weeks ago, we were lucky enough to have the premiere of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, how good was that? How good was it? That was the best. Did you enjoy it? I absolutely loved it. My kids loved it. Yeah. In fact, after we finished it, we both we all decided we wanted to go back and see it again. Yes. So good. I went out to JB Hi-Fi and bought, bought the first one on DVD. Did you? Yeah, because I'm a bit of a nerd. Still haven't seen the girls one, have you? No, nah, not going to see that. There is no girls one. <laughs> wow. Apparently <laughs> <clears throat> shouldn't have been made, Shad. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Did you wow. enjoy it, Moira? I loved it. You're a liar. <laughs> You're an absolute. No, I, I enjoyed it. Look, it wasn't as great as the others, but I enjoyed it. Melissa McCarthy movies yes. are close to my heart. I love Liz- uh, her. her. <laughs> I just didn't want to watch the movie because yeah. I love the old one. Okay, sorry. So, I, I digressed. So, <laughs> <laughs> I could get Delvin, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Dan Aykroyd plays Ray Stance on there. Mm-hmm. And did you know his actual family is filled with people who actually study ghosts and the paranormal? No. Yes. That was a really weird noise that just came out of my mouth. No, it was really high surprise. No, no. Yeah, so that's something that I've learned today. Yes. That he um, pretty much did his own uh, study, and wow. when he was making the movie, he was really interested, and that's one thing that brought him over to. What it. came first was it the family uh, loving the ghost, or did they go, "Hey, cousin Dan has got into the Ghostbusters movie, so let's get on that bandwagon. Maybe he'll talk to us, give us some royalties." <laughs> What do you reckon? No. Okay. It was the family. <laughs> they, I loved studying ghosts mm. and all the paranormal. He also tried to kick off a show all about aliens, but that got shut down because he was really into the aliens and uh, other life forms oh. and stuff. And it was supposedly some people in black suits came to the executive's <laughs> office. Stop it. <laughs> what? And did they have alfoil on their heads like cone heads as well? No, they'd stick out then. Oh, yeah. They just had normal hats. <laughs> Came in and shut the whole thing. And pod. a pug. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that a spoke. Pug, yeah, in a suit. And they, yeah, supposedly cut all uh, ties with it and uh, shut the whole procedure down for him to make a uh, TV show about Do aliens. Do you honestly believe that? I believe in ghosts. You believe in ghosts? I believe in ghosts, 100%. Yeah. Do you? 
Me? Chad? Yeah. No. There you what? Go. <laughs> no. You don't believe in ghosts? No, of course not. Why would they make Ghostbusters? Because it's make-believe, mate. What do you mean? It's not a documentary. Isn't it a documentary? <laughs> <laughs> if it's not a documentary, it didn't happen. <laughs> what about aliens? Uh, I, think, I think life outside of um, our planet exists. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think that they're coming to visit and checking in on what us idiots are doing. No. What about Maybe. you, Trev? Do you believe in aliens? My sister does. But I, don't, well, I love oh, your sister. She I do. Really I do believe a little bit that there's something else well, out I, there. I believe there has to be something else yeah, out there. There can't be just us. No. Like there's got to be someone tuning in from outer space listening to this station. Because Why? I don't think anybody else will be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's just wow. E.T. who's going to be doing it. Yeah, I need yeah. a phone home. I need to get out of here. <laughs> Moira and Big Trev. You love a good party, don't you, Moisey? <laughs> yes, I do. And you're one of those people who like to stick around and have a really good time at a party. Yes, I do. So do you find it weird? That when I go to a party yeah. and like a hot tomato Christmas party, <laughs> oh no, yes, I leave a bit early. I like smoke bomb. Yeah, you are quite the smoke bomber. Yes, from way back, way back. Mm-hmm. Mm. So when like a friend tells you to, <laughs> when you leave, can you take me with you? Mm. So you give them all the indications in the world. Mm. To say that I'm leaving in a minute, mm. you should just walk out to the car with me. Mm. But no, mm. that said person comes with you and brings half the party with you to the car. Mm-hmm. Do you know people like that, Moisey? Yeah, I do. Do you? Mm. Sounds like there's a dispute going on between you two. Not a moment. dispute. I'm just trying to help out a good old buddy <laughs> who brought all their bags to our Christmas party, then said to me, blatantly, when you leave, you need to leave because you've got your car. Can you give me a ride home? I said, yeah. yep, no worries. He, was, he lives in Benora, and yet he was still going to drive me to Hope Island. Oh. And I was like, you're an absolute legend. That's what's going to happen. I don't have to worry about an Uber. Yep. I don't have to worry about a taxi. He's going to drive me home. Yep. So I said, leave your bags in the car. That's it. Got to the party, had a couple of drinks, like had the food. Moise is having a good time. And then I gave Moise the signal. It's time yep. to go. We're going to wrap this thing up. We're going to go. Wrapping it up. we got stuff to do tomorrow morning, yep. not What did you have yes, the day after? I had... To uh, officiate at my one of my first weddings. Yes, and I also had uh-huh. uh, to host a function <laughs> for around about three thousand people on the Saturday night. Yeah, so I walk up to the car, get another couple of people that I was driving home on my way home. Said to Moira, "Come up with us." Pulled the car up, got the other two girls in the car, turned mm. around. Where's Moira? Nah, there's like three or four people walking Moira up to grab her bags out of my car. To take her back to the party. Mm. Oh, so you weren't going to get the lift. I thought you were dirty because you tried to smoke bomb. No. No, no. He's dirty because I didn't listen to him. Yeah. Uh. And he left and I stayed. Yes. And then. <laughs> and in my book, you just sound like a legend. Yes. <laughs> she was like, hanging. You're on... just sounding like a bit of a silk mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to help people out here. <laughs> I wanted to go to bed, but someone wanted to party. <laughs> I'm trying to be the adult for once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Won't happen again. <laughs> Moira and Big Trev. Weekdays from 3 to 6. Only on 1029 Hot Tomato.